Hey guys, welcome back to Taking a Gap. I hope that you are all doing well. Here, I share personal stories and occasionally bring on a friend to talk about random but very relevant topics that we have as people in our early 20s. I'm Ellie, a senior in college currently, taking a gap semester. Hopefully, as this podcast grows, I'll be able to talk about topics that you guys want to hear about and give my input or advice on any concerns you may have. Today, I'm back with another one-on-one. One-on-one is a segment where I bring on a friend and we talk about random topics, literally anything we want to. In this episode, I have Grace joining me. Grace is a friend I met my junior year. She's so nice and we became close friends pretty quickly. On this one-on-one, we give our personal input on beauty standards, Western and East Asian beauty standards, how we feel about makeup, and our opinions on plastic surgery. We recorded this episode over Zoom. I hope you guys enjoy the second one-on-one. Hi, Grace. Hi, Ellie. (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little tired, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just gonna jump right into the questions, but I thought it would be nice to kind of establish some, like, background, I guess. Mm -hmm. So how did we first meet? We met in Paris in our dorm. Um, yeah. Ellie came out to me first. She asked me about the tap water, and then I like went into whole rant about why oh. it was really bad. <laughs> okay, because I remember we were like in the lobby area because this is when we were studying mm-hmm. abroad because we both go to the same school. And I heard you talking to like our other friend Leslie about something, but I couldn't remember what that was, and I didn't mean to eavesdrop. But I was like, okay, I really need to like make friends. So I guess I'm just gonna like casually listen into other people's conversations and then I try to like segue my way into your conversation but I forgot what it was about but I guess it was the tap water Mm -hmm. so what about the tap water you were just asking like if it was safe to drink or something like that and I was just like yeah I drank it I'm fine but it tastes weird oh yeah I did end up getting a filter though and I was always like repping my filtered water and I'm like you can have some of it I thought it would be interesting to talk about just like beauty standards and just, I don't know, because I feel like everyone just in general, we grow up with a lot of pressure and like stress kind of surrounding beauty, like what is beauty and like trying to conform to beauty standards and everything like that. So I just thought it would be like an interesting topic to explore. So what are the most common Western beauty standards, you know? Like, from, I guess, from, like, an American perspective, like, Mm -hmm. from, like, the makeup videos I see on the internet, it's a lot of full lips, really sharp features. Bold eyebrows. I feel like like, eyebrows are a thing. Yeah. Nice eyebrows. Are, like, high cheekbones, uh, like, more Oh, definitely. They, they like, that high cheekbone, like, sucked in. Yeah. Sharp jaw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And definitely big eyes. That's definitely Mm. a thing, too. Yeah. I feel like years ago, like the Western beauty standard, like the stereotypical one that I know or like knew of was like blonde hair, blue eyes, kind Mm. of. But I don't necessarily think that is as much of a beauty standard anymore. I feel like Western beauty standards have diversified a lot more. So like that's been good. And I feel like there's also a lot more like 
body positivity movements, yeah. which I do mm-hmm. think are kind of connected to all of that. So I hope it continues. And it's more like diversified mm-hmm. and it's not just like this, this, and this. What are the most common East Asian beauty standards, you know? Big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, like the sharp features, especially the nose. Mm. Being tall, for sure, is like... Is that for guys. Oh, for guys. Yeah. Because is... I think for girls, it's mostly about just being like tiny and skinny. But I think for guys, it's a lot about being like tall. Yeah, yeah. that is true. So I guess more of the focus on the height for the guys. But for girls, I feel like, yeah, I don't for know. For girls, it's like, it's a lot. You have to be skinny. You have to be like cute and tiny. For me, I just automatically think about double eyelids. Like, especially mm-hmm. for like Korean beauty standards. How would you explain double eyelids though to people who like don't know what double eyelids are? Because there are like a good amount of people who don't know what no, that yeah. is. Yeah. I like, I've explained it to like a lot of people. Like they don't get what it's like. It's not a literal double eyelid. It's when you look at a a monolid, it's mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's just flat. There's no crease above yeah. there's no like fold. your eyeball. That's basically how I explain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I show them on their eyes, like you see that like that crevice, like that's your double eyelid. I mean, more like Asian people, some have it like some have double eyelids mm-hmm. but some of them mm-hmm. don't like a lot of people actually don't have that but all like american people have it yeah so they don't even know that's a concept or like such a mm-hmm. thing that other people want like i know like when i was growing up and i was talking to my american friends or just like american people about the concept of double eyelids they would be very intrigued and they'd be like why why would people want like a fold like a fat crease above my eye. Like what what is the appeal on that? It was really interesting because they like just didn't get that because they're like, yeah. what that's such a weird concept. But like I grew up knowing a lot about it. So it's just kind of like it was interesting. Oh same. Like I feel like it's such a like East Asian specific thing. But I feel like I guess some similarities between Western and East Asian beauty standards would be the focus on anti-aging. I feel like that is a common oh, realm yeah. between both Western beauty and mm-hmm. Asian beauty standards. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't use anti-aging products yet, but I'm even like, oh, like, should I start using them soon? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm in my early 20s. Should I start using these kinds of products? Do you use any anti-aging things yet? No. Like, but, like, I did read on some, like, skincare influencers, like, posts mm-hmm. or something. She said, like, your 20s is when you should start anti-aging products. And, like, that kind of freaked me out because the most I'll do is, like, put on sunscreen. Mm, but that's, like, I don't know good. if that helps with the anti-aging, but... I don't know if it's anti-aging yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Because, like, a lot of anti-aging products, they seem, like, really scary. Like, retinol. Mm. I use it for a little bit. There's, like, an acne cream that has it. But also people use it for wrinkles, I guess. But, like, it destroyed my skin. Oh, and apparently really? that's supposed to happen, but I just quit using it like a couple of days ago because it was like past the time window uh-huh. where things should start looking good. So I went back to my old routine and it looks a lot better than it mm. was. So I think I'm going to hold off on anti-aging personally for like a couple more years. Mm-hmm. Or I know you have pretty sensitive skin, right? 
Mm-hmm. So maybe it's also like the amount of retinol that was in there was too yeah. harsh for your skin. So it, you like should start off with like smaller doses. Mm-hmm. I am kind of already in a way worried about wrinkles and I'm 21. I'm like, Insane. I don't feel like I should be worried about these things. Like I do really like smile lines though. Cause I'm like, that's good. Cause it shows that you smile a lot. So you have a lot to be like happy about. So that's good. But all the other wrinkles, I'm like, I don't, Everyone is always trying to prevent getting wrinkles. Moving on to another question is, how do you feel about makeup? Um, I like makeup. I wish I was good at it, like eyeshadow and stuff. Yeah, I don't wear too. it though because, yeah, I just don't like the way it feels, especially for like a, a long time, like for a whole day. Like mm-hmm. I'll wear it for like a special occasion, but I'm jealous of girls who can like wear like a full look like all day long. I can't. <laughs> It, it does look good and amazing, obviously, but it's like a lot of product on your skin, and I don't like that feeling. Like, yeah. I don't use foundation. Like, when I do wear makeup, I just use concealer kind of as foundation, so I just kind of spot conceal because I don't want to wear, like, yeah, yeah. and then concealer. I feel like makeup, it can be viewed as a good way or a bad way because it's, like, good mm-hmm. in the sense of self-expression and, like, creativity. And I also kind of would want to experiment with more colorful eyeshadow looks and learning how to contour that and stuff. But yeah, and I guess kind of, like, the negative viewpoint of it is trying to conceal your imperfections in a way. I don't know. I, I think it depends on, like, how you look at it. But I, I've always mm-hmm. tried to think of it more as makeup as a way to, like, enhance your looks. Yeah. I feel like you don't wear that much makeup, though. The I think I use it. I'll do, like, spot concealing if I have a, a pimple. Luckily, my I haven't had, like, too many skin problems, but yeah, your I think because so of that, nice. I get really paranoid of, like, ruining my skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, because of that, I get, like, really paranoid of, like, ruining it, which is mm. why... I like avoid makeup but if I do I like double cleanse I do the whole thing to make sure it's like really off my face Uh okay going off from that are you uncomfortable if you go out without wearing makeup well nowadays I have like you know a mask covering half my face so I'm like (laughs) you know whatever but like yeah if I have like a zit and it's not covered I get very self-conscious like I don't want to go out especially like my nose or my chin like or my even my Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, to other people, it's like not, that's not what they care about or notice about you really, but it's like what you see on your face. So it just becomes amplified. I mean, I agree with you in that since I'm always wearing a mask if I go outside, I'm like, there's literally no need to because 80% of my face is covered by a mask. So like, if I put on any makeup, it's just gonna be put on my mask. No one's gonna see it. But yeah. I started really wearing makeup with eyeliner and concealer and powder when I entered college more. I don't know if it's because I got so used Mm. to wearing makeup, but at a certain point, because I do have a lot of like hyperpigmentation and I have like acne scars. So I'm like, oh, even if it was literally a five Mm -hmm. or 10 minute run to Walgreens to pick something up, I would feel like I would need to put on concealer mm-hmm. just to like cover up some like spots mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I guess that's like the negative part of yeah. makeup kind of coming back. But yeah, I guess with the mask, it covers up a lot of your face. So that's not something that's like on your mind a lot. Do you Photoshop your social media pictures? Oh, yeah, like 100%. I use that Korean app Snow. It's like my favorite. 
Oh, but I choose like a awkward. really natural uh-huh. one. Yeah. I choose mm. like a really natural filter. Like all it does is really blur out my pimples and then it kind of lightens up my dark circles. But yeah, I just like that blurred look. Um, it's like, it's still me. It doesn't do that crazy thing where it like makes your eyes bigger or makes your face skinnier. Uh. It's just my head just blurred. So I like using that, but that's like the extent that I'll go to using filters because I heard that for a lot of people that filter really distorts the way they see themselves mm. especially like those really crazy ones like the ones on instagram it gives you like those cute freckles and it like changes your nose or even the ones on snapchat i feel like i've read about yeah. how people would, would actually end up wanting to look like that filter more than mm-hmm. how they actually look so it yeah. like made them feel really insecure about how they looked and everything yeah. and it's like crazy how even like celebrities will use filters it's, and especially when I see like models or like k-pop stars who are like I don't know I'm not saying like they're the prettiest but you know pretty high up on that pedestal of like uh, prettiness and uh-huh. for them to even feel they need to use filters I'm like then I guess like you know none of us are good enough physical appearance is a part of their yeah. job so they invest a lot of mm-hmm. time and money into looking the way that mm-hmm. they do so like for them to even, like, have to put on those filters and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because people always want to put their prettiest selves online when they kind of, like, expose mm-hmm. themselves, I guess. Mm-hmm. I personally, like, I never really post to begin with. Same. <laughs> I've tried to kind of, like, blur out, like, my hyperpigmentation mm-hmm. and acne scars on, like, free apps. But I've never tried Snow before, so maybe, like, Snow would be better at doing this. But um, it would just end up looking so fake that I was like, it's like too obvious. So I would just mm-hmm. like end up not putting that on. Personally, how do you feel about plastic surgery? I mean, I think before I had a very like one dimensional view of plastic surgery. I thought it was like a bad thing. But growing up and maturing, it's just more like a, you know, to each their own. If you want it, you know, who's stopping you as long as it's for you and not because you want to. You know, do it for a boyfriend or someone. I think that's the most important thing. I do think when I was younger too, like I, I automatically thought like, oh, plastic surgery is bad. And like, that's mm-hmm. that and that's it. But growing up, I'm like, I mean, if you have the financial means to do it and you're not going crazy, yeah. like if you're not getting like everything done, like I feel like that, you know, there is like, that's too much. Um, mm-hmm. But if you have the financial means to do it and you've really thought it through, I think like those are the two things because at the end of the day, your body is like your body and you can do what you want with it. Just make sure it's like for yourself. And again, like not for anyone else. And yeah, like who am I to say you can't do this? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, it's not my choice. It's like your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just like one other thing is how like, some typically like models or influencers they'll get work done maybe it's not like as drastic as surgery but maybe it's like you know the occasional botox or whatever and they have all these like young girls in the comments saying like i wish i looked like this and some are very open they're very open that you know they get work done or they put like it's a filter they some are very honest but others they like don't disclose that information and i'm not saying you have to but i feel like a lot of it it, it hurts some of these girls who look at you know pictures on instagram and wonder why they don't look like that but in reality it's like well she doesn't technically look like that either yeah it's yeah. not like it's not like her normal face you know like she yeah. has gotten yeah. things done yeah that mm-hmm. is true because when you're younger you don't know these things you know you just like yeah, yeah, see yeah. what you see on social media and you don't know like oh like this person put 
like this many filters and this person got this and this done unless it's like explicitly Mm -hmm. said so i don't know Mm -hmm. i do think obviously yeah that's not something that the models have to be like yeah i got botox done and lip fillers done but yeah like for the people who are honest about it i'm like i i do think that's helpful for younger people to see that they're like oh okay like so she doesn't actually look like that so there's nothing wrong with me I feel like comparison on social media is like definitely a huge thing. I think for us, when we were like, I mean, for me, I started using a social media when I was like in middle school, like Instagram mm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, before, and that was back when Instagram was genuinely just for like posting random pictures. I feel like there was no like curating a feed or putting up this image. It was literally just, I'm going to take a picture in the moment and post it. So, like, I think, personally for me, I wasn't really affected by, like, you know, models and influencers. But I feel like a lot of the kids who grew up with that, it hits them a lot harder because they're just so, like, surrounded by it. Mm. And I feel like that's why, like, people, like, say how, like, kids nowadays look way older than we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I definitely see the way social media has, you know, played a role in that. No, yeah, I do feel like a lot of girls are wearing makeup a lot younger. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, again, it's not like, yeah, it's okay. not like a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I don't want to sound like an internalized misogyny type of girl, but yeah, I don't know. When I see like 11, 12 year olds wearing makeup, I'm like, and it's like not even just like, you know, practicing eyeliner. It's like, let me Full do a full on. face. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like the talent, but. I hope it doesn't like get to her head like yeah yeah I think that goes like back with like my positive negative stance on makeup like it depends on the viewpoint you and the perspective you have I feel like it's really good as a form of like creativity and self-expression but then to what extent is it that and then when does it bleed into more of kind of like a toxic like yeah like a self-image, self-image kind problem of, yeah yeah hmm um okay so to end it all off i always end mm-hmm. each episode with my personal like chan or like recommendation yeah and it can be like super random but since i'm doing a one-on-one with you i wanted to ask for your chan if you have a recommendation i'm like revisiting my childhood so i think everyone should go and rewatch harry potter it's a lot more fun than i remembered it was than like than i remember watching it as a kid so yeah, I'm up to like the fifth one. Oh, wait, that's I'm actually rereading the books right now. So I, because I have more time than you right now. So mm-hmm. I, I've actually been rereading the books. I actually didn't read Harry Potter growing up. The first time I read it was my freshman year of college. And so I really oh. like just read all of the Harry Potter books. And then I'm like, okay, I have more time. So I want to like take my time in reading them. And I think I am actually on the fifth book too. Order of the Phoenix, right? Yeah, Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, I didn't read all the books as a kid. I only got to like two or three. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. The movies, I like watched it out of order. I think I watched five when I was younger because it came out of the theaters and my sister made me go with her. Do you know what house you would be in? or Oh, yeah, I took a in? quiz or whatever. Uh-huh. But like, even without a quiz, I'm like, without a doubt, a Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can definitely see you in Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. I, I did take the official quiz. Um, yeah. 
and I got Ravenclaw. I knew it. You just like really? you just seem like a Ravenclaw. But yeah. No, I want to be a Hufflepuff though. I okay. So I don't know. They I got I got a Ravenclaw, but I actually think I would get into a Hufflepuff because the Sorting mm-hmm. Hat takes into consideration which house you want to go into. So. Okay. Also, Harry Potter's J.K. Rowling, she's very problematic. Oh yeah, I yeah. like remove that. Because she was under a lot of public scrutiny over being like transphobic. Yeah. Yeah. It just sucks because like, you know, no one's perfect, but you know, some of the stuff she was saying was like... Yeah, it's inexcusable, I feel like. I feel like those are things where you're like, well, that's just like not... She just kept pushing it, which was also a problem. Yeah. She kept, yeah. Like pushing the issue, so... But author aside... The movies are good and the books are good. It's like, it's fun. It's- yeah. Mm-hmm. That is all the questions that I have. So thank you for coming on today's episode. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Okay. Bye, Grace. Bye, Ellie. That's all for this episode. I really enjoyed recording this episode with Grace and I hope you all enjoyed listening to it. Let me know if you'd like me to do a, another one-on-one with Grace about beauty standards, like a part two kind of situation, because beauty standards is such a broad topic and has a huge range of elements we could definitely explore and dive deeper into. I'd love to hear from you guys. You can DM me with questions or topic suggestions on Instagram at taking a underscore gap, or you can send me an email at takingagap at gmail.com. If you liked listening to this episode, please share this podcast, tell a friend about it, and help get the podcast out. It would also be awesome if you guys could rate and review the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It would definitely help me out a lot. Thank you guys so much and can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye!